The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Blessings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm your host, Amorakai, and I am absolutely delighted to be here with everyone today. You know, in, in light of recent events, I feel like so many of us are seeking a whole new level of support and inspiration and, and knowledge, really practical knowledge about how to boost our immunity, how to take charge of our health, how to feel empowered to really strengthen and fortify ourselves along this journey we call life. And and that's why I'm so overjoyed to be talking today with our brilliant guest, Patsy Balaki, about Feng Shui for Health. Now, Patsy is the founder, creative director, and feng shui expert of Zenotica. And she is, in my experience of her, just extremely passionate about demystifying feng shui and ensuring that this life-changing knowledge is really accessible to everyone and anyone. And she you know, her story is amazing. She discovered feng shui during one of the most challenging times of her life. Can you imagine when she contracted hep C through a blood transfusion following the birth of her first son? I can't even imagine that. And the the perspective on energy and on feng shui that she learned back then, when she talks about it, you know, she says how it really allowed her to heal. And it ultimately led her to also blend using feng shui in her award-winning graphic design work. She's just so cool. And as Patsy describes it, applying feng shui to her own home really allowed her to heal. It allowed her business to thrive and it allowed her relationships to flourish. Patsy's an absolute gem. She's just such a warm and compassionate being and her story is so inspiring and so empowering. And I'm just really excited for this conversation. So Patsy, we're so happy you're here. Welcome to the show, love. Thank you, Amorakai. What a beautiful introduction. I'm so grateful to be here and very excited to share this quality, beautiful time with you and your audience. Mm, oh, I feel that. Thank you. Thank you. Us too. I'm super excited to talk with you today to learn all about feng shui for health. But first, I'm sure the audience would love to hear your answer to our very favorite question. And that is, what are your superpowers of the soul? And, and how are you really using them for good right now? This is a really great question. I have been asked this question a quite a couple of times before and the only thing that comes up for me mm-hmm. is my intuition trusting my intuition it's become probably my best ally when it comes to making any kind of decision or just really know where i need to be at a particular time or if i need to pause in order to give a proper answer or or just wait for that answer to come it's really saved my life also to be <laughs> honest with you mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think 
I mean, I could definitely tell you stories back in New York City in my good old days, but intuition is probably my superpower. It's just that and knowing that even my loved ones, like my husband, when he asks me a question, I tune into myself and I give him an answer and just go with it. And it's usually the good, the one that is more harmonious for whatever it is that we need to do. Okay. I love it. I love it. And I can so relate. I, um, it's so funny. I can relate in both ways how intuition is literally quite a lifesaver. And, mm-hmm. you know, in my experience, anyway, the number one foundational superpower uh, that all the rest sort of stem from, but also in my in my training, in my learning, I really learned, I don't know, sometimes you learn things the hard way, right? Mm-hmm. And I learned what happens when you don't listen to it. When you have that intuitive guidance and you override it. And I mm-hmm. find sometimes in my own journey that those lessons really did it for me. I mean, I will not waver no matter how odd or loopy or, you know, how much faith I have to have to walk it. Those lessons really drove home for me how important intuition is. And now I'm with you. I a hundred percent, a thousand percent. <laughs> Let's just bump that up. <laughs> We're at it. Oh man. I agree. I agree. All right. I can't wait to dive deep into this with you. I mean, you and I were talking before the show and you were sharing about how, you know, the journey forward from here is all about high immunity. It's all about how we increase this on so many levels. And so I really want to dive in without interruption. So I think what we'll do is go ahead and uh, just take our short break right now so that we can speak uninterrupted when we get back. And so just before we do that, Patsy, Tell us where we can send people to get them to know you better. Where's the best place for people to go find out more about you? Yes, the best place, it's my website, zenotica.com, Z-E-N-O-T-I-C-A.com. You can also find me on Instagram at myzenotica, Facebook, same thing, zenotica. So it's all that word. Just follow that word. It, it just leads you to where I am. So thank you. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Okay, super. We'll be sure to put those links up on the show page for everybody too. All right, everyone, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network. And we're going to be right back to get deep into feng shui for health with Patsy Balaki in just a moment. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the programs tab to get started today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amora Kai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Patsy Balaki about feng shui for health. So, Patsy, I'd actually love to start off with with hearing your story of how you discovered Feng Shui for Health and your experience with it that has really fueled this passion you have for it. Where did it all start for you? Beautiful. I love taking the time to kind of go back into history because it also helps shed more light and heal certain facets when we're sharing. I 
always was in, in tune with nature since I was a little girl. It was my happy center, my equilibrium, very attuned to the elements, to the animal kingdom, plant kingdom, mineral kingdom. It was just something that was very natural for me. Then later on, when I was in high school, I really wanted to study architecture. And that's kind of like how I started learning a little bit about the different types of architecture across the world. But lo and behold, I got pregnant at a very young age when I was already in college. And due to that, I developed something that is called cholestasis of pregnancy, which is basically toxemia. Toxins are not able to get rid from the blood system. So I was developing something inside me, not, nothing I would say really uh, tremendous at the time. I was young and I was pretty healthy, but I did not realize that it was causing more havoc inside my uterus. So luckily I was able to have to deliver my first son, my firstborn healthy and everything, but I developed a really bad infection in the uterus due to this um, toxemia. And my mom at the time, she had to make a very difficult decision, I would guess, to save my life. Mm. And she said that it was okay for me to have a blood transfusion. Yes, it did save my life. But at the time, the blood was only being um, tested for HIV not realizing that this, the blood was contaminated with hepatitis C. So what happened with that? Um, I basically stayed two weeks in the hospital, got to see my baby after a week he was born. It was a really, really hard time for me. I didn't even know what's happening to me, to my body or anything. I had a horrible, um, I guess, the way that the blood integrated in my body was really terrible. I would say I was, I broke out. I was sick. It was just not the best time. And you can imagine I was young. I was a single mom. I had to basically drop out of school for a while, step out of college for, you know, months and months. And of course, a lot of family dilemma. My father loved me very much, but he was also really sad that I basically went the other way around with my life choices because mm -hmm. I chose to be a mom at a very young age. But mm -hmm. honestly, to me, I couldn't do anything else but have my baby. I went against all odds. I had a you know, prominent career, perhaps. I was a very good student. My family had high hopes for me. I had high hopes for me too. <laughs> I just did not realize that... Um, you know, my baby's father left me also, and he was scared. I mean, we were so young. I don't blame him for any of that. So, but you could imagine, I was 20 years old, going through all these tumultuous problems, a lot of emotional setbacks, and I went through depression, I would say, well, probably a couple of years. I didn't realize that I was depressed, but I just didn't really come out of my room barely ate, barely uh, even took a shower. I could go, uh, I remember not leaving my room for weeks. And wow. my mom was very worried about me. But one day I see my son playing outside. I see him from the window, third floor window. 
And I see him just having so much fun with my little brother and playing with the dog. And I'm just sitting on my bed, picking the lint of my, of my blanket. I mean, you could just imagine that scene right there. And all of a sudden, I just look at this lint and I throw it, you know, just, just kind of play with it too. And it just really, that particular moment, that simple moment changed how I was seeing my life. And I just said, you know, I'm, I'm done with this. Internally, I said that. Okay. And little by little, I started regaining more confidence. I started going outside more, taking in more sunshine. And I just wanted to really get back into being creative. I'm a visual artist. I, I really like people. And going back to school really helped me. So I went back to art school. I couldn't really go in, back into architecture. I felt that it was very difficult for me to, you know, be a uh, you know, full-time mom, full-time okay. student, and get into, you know, physics and, you know, calculus and all that. My, my, my brain just didn't have it at the time. But yes, for art and yes, for creativity and commercial art. And it really boosted my confidence again to see myself that I could do something with my life. And later on, when I moved to Miami, I was at a bookstore. At a, it was called Annie. It was a spiritual bookstore. And just looking around, poking around, I come to this area where it talks about interior design. And I looked at this book and it said Harmony by Design. And I'm like, okay, let's take a peek. And I look in there and it's all about feng shui and how we can apply color and harmony and working with the chakra energy system in order for us to have a different outlook on life and how we can position ourselves better in whatever circumstance, whatever we're building in our environment. And I was like, okay, let's take a peek at that. And it really ignited curiosity in me. Lo and behold, a couple of years later, the same author, Andy Santo Pietro, comes out with this book called Feng Shui for Health and the anatomy of the home that can basically help you sustain or accelerate health. I was so intrigued by that. I basically consumed it because one thing that I had realized that all that time I was putting things in place outside of me, okay? Just really positioning furniture or let's say some elements, interior elements, but I never really wanted to dive in within me to see what areas of my life were, feel, were stuck or, you know, a lot of heartache, emotional imbalance. And of course, you had to deal a lot with the solar plexus. That's all mm-hmm. about the will center in feng shui. It's all about confidence and how we command, we put ourselves in command of our lives. And it's was definitely an area that I needed a lot of help with because of the liver and of course digestive issues and all that. But what it also helped me realize that through feng shui and and seeing how that, how my home was basically projecting my insecurities, my issues, um, the areas that needed more TLC because there were some areas that were great you know, self knowledge when it came to education that I really enjoyed because of school. But my, let's say, love for myself 
or love for my loved ones, my family. And of course, that balance of feeling secure that I can have a better life or even seek a partnership with a loved one, right? When it comes mm-hmm. to that, I never thought that I could have a partner for life because I felt really inconfident, dirty, infected, you know, all these things that I wasn't going to even be able to have another baby if the mm-hmm. time came about with that. So yeah, I really struggled with seeing myself with somebody else because of that, because of the hep C being, um, you know, a bloodborne disease that, I, you know, you can, you can transmit it to someone else. So I was very careful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really mm-hmm. put a damp, it, I felt like I always had a little monkey on my back. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. And, and from there on, I started seeing how I was basically projecting all these insecurities or vulnerabilities in my, in my life, in my home, my apartment at the time. But I started looking back in there and finding that harmony inside. With feng shui, we have nine sectors of our lives that correlate to having a harmonious life. You have your career, you have love and relationships, fame and recognition, abundance or wealth, family, travel, introspection or self-knowledge and benefactors and career. So if all of these areas are in harmony, they equate to having overall well-being. This is what feng shui wants to do, bringing all these different factors or areas of your life to come together, not in perfect balance because we, you know, there's no such thing as perfection on earth, but at least having harmony where all those areas, you think about it as acupuncture for the home. So if your love corner is not in balance with let's say bringing in more benefactors into your life what is that channel that is stuck that is impeding you from accessing uh, let's say more luck in bringing in more benefactors benefactors meaning clients people that can help you uh, spiritual teachers all that fun stuff even the cashier you know at the supermarket (laughs) and it's basically how compassionate you are you know the love corners correlates to self-compassion. So how compassionate am I being with myself and with others that I can receive benefactors in my life? So to me, working with the benefactors corner of my life was essential because with that, I was able to tap in and touch base with my mentor, Andy Santo Pietro, with Mm -hmm. other spiritual teachers, and really just positioning myself in a, in a career where I was going to provide for my, for my son. So all those different keys were essential to me, but little by little, I started surrendering to what that was, just really tapping into all the different energy centers of my being that needed a lot of nourishing, especially the heart. When the heart, my heart was in balance or feeling, you know, really working with that, we're, it's, it's, a, it's a constant process to, to harmonize the heart. Once, that, once I understood what that meant, I felt a lot more in control of my choices on earth. Because I was a lot, I, with a lot of spiritual 
teachings that I practice, especially Kriya Yoga and meditation, I was a lot in my head or yeah. up in my, you know, just <laughs> dream time or just really like building all these castles up there and just really being in a different realm that when it came down to be practical, to do something, I was somewhere else. So it built a lot of procrastination in my life that I needed to work on. One, because I'm also an impatient person to want things <laughs> to get done right away. So it's harmonizing that heart chakra that was really key for me as well, because with when that is in harmony, you can bring your vision into material form. And those are the lower chakras. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was really something that I learned through feng shui as well. And I got yeah. to see how to position those, those areas in my life in a very practical way. Practical in the sense of the in exterior environment. But the mm -hmm. real work is inside. That's where you get to do the work. As a spiritual person, I'm sure that you, you mm -hmm. two have probably felt that, that the work that we do, it's you know, the hard work, quote unquote, is what we do inside of us. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, I also think there's great value. Thank you for what you're sharing, by the way. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. uh, and so relatable. But as you're doing that internal work, everything that can foster that and all the reflections around you, I find, have deep value. So in other words, everything sort of has an energy to it, right? Or a vibration or a frequency, whatever you want to call it. And exactly. I always, when I'm talking about the environment, you know, I mean, I live in a family, <laughs> it's a big shared mm -hmm. house, we do our best, but there's a lot mm -hmm. of energies and a lot of people and a lot of movement mm -hmm. in it. And I always talk about just like how we, we want to invest our money, right, in ways that mm -hmm. eventually make it work for us. So we're not necessarily working for it. That's sort mm -hmm. of how I view the environment and, and my filter of feng shui is as limited as it is my exposure to it. But what I have been exposed to, I've always felt that it's, it's really about putting our environments to work for us. So we don't have to work as hard. It's almost like this boost. Does that resonate? It's a clever statement because mm -hmm. we, the way that I work with feng shui is simplifying to amplify. Oh, I love that. So mm -hmm. really simplify your life. Everything that you own should have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Why? Because if it's just collecting dust and clutter, it's to me, it's a distraction and it's a deterrent. So, you know, these are those energy drainers that I call them. When we see clutter, when we see things that, um, that are obscure, right? There are a lot of, we may have different areas of our space that we don't even go to, right? right. Picture, picture drawers, picture cabinets, <laughs> picture a closet. Okay. And wherever those areas are in your you know, correlating to feng shui, you got to pay attention to them. Yeah. So I honestly, for me, clutter is the seven letter, it's the seven bad <laughs> word, seven letter bad word, <laughs> clutter. That's it. Clutter. Right. And right, it's right. not just the, and it's not just what you see. It's also what you don't see. It's the feelings, the emotions that 
you know, mm. certain, you know, people you associate with, you may not want to continue those relationships. Yeah. The food that you take, because you all, like you said, it all carries vibrancy, yeah. frequency. And yeah. we're right now we're in a era, in a new phase, in a new timeline of humanity where we're ascending at a more accelerated pace. Why do we want to slow us down? If we can definitely take away things that no longer serve us, it's really it's gonna help us. It's gonna clear the path a little easier for you to navigate life more fluidly. Mm, that's where I was going next. Oh, I just adore you. It is. There's this increase in the call for fluidity, and it feels to me like there, there's so much accessibility to be in a greater state of flow. And by that, I mean a flow consciousness. I mean the art of flow in your life. I mean, living intuitively, all of those things, but also flow and fluidity as it relates to our state of health and our immunity to be able to flow and be more fluid in our lives. And I love, love, love what you said to simplify, simplify, to amplify. I'm going to have to write that somewhere. <laughs> really big letters. Yeah. I love that. Yes. I love that. And so you know, I, mm-hmm, go ahead. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What I think of your home, as your recharging station. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said about the clutter because, uh, and I like, again, how you're referencing the inside and the outside. There's the external clutter of the stuff in our homes and our drawers and our cupboards and our garages. There's also, mm-hmm. I think that a disarray, right? The, the mm-hmm. things that are not in a pleasing, fluid, organized uh beautiful like beautifying right that frequency of beauty Mm -hmm. uh because i think that sometimes i can go into spaces and there's not a lot of overwhelming amount of stuff but what's there feels very cluttered and it's disorder in it there's Mm -hmm. a chaosness to it i'm sure you can relate to that and i always think about what's going on in the body mind system as a Mm -hmm. result and a reflection and i feel like when i'm in an environment in a space where the frequency is high where the elements are balanced, where I feel good in the space, where I can move fluidly inside the space, that's a reflection that's actually informing my body-mind system, in my experience anyway, much like what I expose myself to is. So when I put myself in certain situations or expose myself to certain thought forms or frequencies of consciousness or people gathering and their opinions, I mean, I put myself Mm -hmm. in strategic places don't I? There's certain places I don't like to be and certain things I don't feel good being around or hearing. They're just not in resonance with me. And when I go there, I don't feel as good. And when I go to other spaces, I feel better. And so I love that, you know, your home is your recharging station because you have so much power there. You have so much control there. Why wouldn't you use that to your highest possible benefit to inform your own state of health on all levels? Of course. Exactly. It's so simple. And if, yes. And if you have a family nucleus, yeah, to me, if that. you if you work, if you do this, mm-hmm. maintain, you know, work towards having harmony with your family. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about, you know, like you were saying earlier, everybody has their own energy and we have to we have to kind of uh, live through with that mm-hmm. honoring each other's spaces honor, honoring each other's energies and yeah. flow and if we make it work in a family nucleus, in a family environment, this is going to trickle down into other 
networks and groups and schools, institutions, anything that you are, it's going to help you be a better social being. It's going to help you kind of see, have more respect for humanity as well, to manage that, especially after coming out of, you know, COVID, Mm -hmm. uh, people are beginning to gather again. And it's like, are we able to commune with respect, (laughs) at least to hold that? It's very interesting to put it that way, because if we make this work at home, I think it's one of the most valuable lessons of life, how to be better humans, because we are social beings. Yes, we are. Oh, I have chills, Patsy. I love that. You know, coming from a background of, of coaching in the conscious parenting realm, which I did years ago, and raising a fairly unconventional family. I can really see the effect of what you're saying and the power of what you're saying and the possibility that it holds for us moving forward to the greater, you know, family of humanity, right? And where we're yeah. we're really evolving forwards to from here. Yeah. That's stunning. Okay. I could go off on that. We might have to do a whole other show on that. That's fantastic. I love that. Definitely. But let me circle back around to this idea of building high immunity and feng shui mm-hmm. for health directly in respect to that. Can you speak to that for a moment? I know yes, this is definitely. One thing that I enjoy about feng shui being, you know, having this design background as well, very visual. Each yeah. of these nine areas have a corresponding color. Not just, you know, you could work with the chakra color, but you mm-hmm. can also work with the color specified to that particular area of feng shui. So it makes it kind of easy to see where you can position those areas in your life and start working with that. And for me, it brings everything together. So I think of this as a, uh, let's say, as a a group of things that I want to invite in my life. I definitely, you know, want great, uh, harmonious life with my spouse, with my children, with my coworkers, my team members, and of course, relationship with myself. And mm-hmm. I'm a constant learner. So I, that area I always, you know, for me, it's, I could just spend my whole entire life. I could live in quietude by myself, I guess, and just <laughs> really focus on that. But as we, as we are, as we are becoming more aware and transcending into a new evolution of humanity, our vehicle, our body, our bodily vehicle needs probably the most pristine nourishment that you can give it, right? So I feel that to me, building high immunity not only correlates to good nutrition, but also healthy habits, healthy habits of the mind, cultivating something that really sparks your intellect, that really makes your heart sing. High immunity when it comes to like, what is it? Like everything that you do, for me at least, everything has to have purpose and it has to take me higher. It has to make me want to fall in love with that idea mm-hmm. of you know improving myself. I'm always in a constant uh, ways of how I can improve my life and high immunity, I even put a hashtag on that because I, you know, having these vulnerabilities, having to have lived with hepatitis C for 26 years, it really brought me up to a level of 
just bring an awareness. What is it that is going to serve my body? Is it going to overwork my liver? Is it going to overwork my heart? So for me, it was always about cleansing and cleaning. Those words for me were just like, okay, just all about cleansing and just bringing more peace to my body, peace to my liver, to my digestion. And, you know, now everything you say, the gut, you know, it's kind of like you're, yeah. um, you feel everything there. Yeah. So it's an intuitive hit that you have. So if we have good health, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, you know, that to me is building on the high immunity. So we can conserve our longevity in a better way. I want to live longer. I want to enjoy life, but I want to enjoy it healthy. Because if I'm not healthy, I, I, I think it will be a very very sad way of living. And unfortunately, um, from what I've gathered from, you know, clients, family, friends, they're not willing to give themselves a, an opportunity to dive in and, you know, clear that area. Because sometimes it, it just takes, like they say to me, oh, it's too much work. Oh, I can't do it. But honestly, it just, if you had a little more compassion towards yourself and you can just start small, making small changes. I don't believe in those diets that you have to go cold Turkey with something. This is just a very plain uh, example where you're just going to give up dairy from one day to the next. It doesn't happen. It's just mm -hmm. a complete shock and energy doesn't work that way. Right. If, if nature takes its time to recover and heal. So I would say, you know, if somebody wants to get rid of dairy, for example, you know, just smaller portion or every other day and just continue reducing and reducing and reducing to the point that it's no longer there. So that's the way that I also work with clutter. Some people want to get all their hands on and just do it right away. <laughs> Great. I like that attitude. I'm, I'm that kind of person. Yeah. But there are others that when you look at clutter, it gets very emotional and sentimental. So we have to pay attention to those to those triggers. It's the why, you know, yeah. the attachment issues sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, having Definitely. to, some people live by themselves alone. They need some, a sense of belonging with particular items that, you know, they're not even honoring too much because they're under the bed or in a closet somewhere. I would say if you really honor something that was uh, given to you or passed down, Give it love and put it in a place where you're actually going to see it and honor it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Uh, this is so fantastic, Patsy. You know, before we start wrapping up, I would really love, I'm imagining myself listening. I'm in the audience and I'm going, yes, yes, yeah, God, oh, yes, that resonates. Oh, yes. But the question that would be on my heart is, okay, great. Where do I start? Like I, I, feng shui for health really resonated with me. I clicked to listen because I'm so interested in this. I resonate with what you're saying. Can you give a few very simple, practical places that you would recommend someone could start who's listening right now, who wants to just put this into practice now, yeah. do something? I mean, going to visit your site, I'm sure there's great clues on there, but a couple of tips. A couple of tips right now. Let's, let's, go with the flow and the frequency of 2022 this year, <laughs> 2022. 
Mm-hmm. It's all about new beginnings. It's all about building relationships. But I would say start building a better relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Begin with that. So let's focus on the heart sector. Let's focus on the relationship corner. So mm-hmm. what besides the clutter, I would say bring some life into that. Bring, I would say, pink or white rose, uh, flowers. Mm-hmm. I would say roses, you can definitely bring them, but cut the little thorns. So mm-hmm. it's a lot more smoother for you, right? Because thorns are spiky and, um, you know, they trigger a little something, right? That you don't want to get pinched. So you want the flowers to be harmonious with that to the senses. I always like to bring, always work with color. Color is one of the easiest ways to change the frequency of of your senses, of your emotions, of your space. So if we're working with the heart and there's a lot of emotional trauma, let's say, or sadness, work with the color pink. Pink, like a um, rose quartz, wear the pale pink. And if if you're male and you don't like pink, wear white. Because it starts cleansing that, bringing in some plants into the, if you put yourself in your space, let's, let's consider that your house is a square or a rectangle. Let's just put that in, um, in our minds right now. The relationship corner is the far right corner of your space. So think of what room that is. As if I'm standing at my front door looking in? As if you're standing at your front door looking into the space, into whether it's your entire home or if it's your bedroom. And this is a key. Your bedroom feng shui relates to health. So if you want to implement a quick quick change right now, start with the bedroom. Oh, I love that. Great. Definitely. I would say also... Change your sheets. Buy yourself a new set of sheets. You can buy them. Um, I would prefer some color, maybe even a green color. Start working with that heart chakra color for Mm -hmm. health, prosperity. And uh, I love forest green, emerald green. But you can also use more subdued colors like sage. That's a beautiful, mellow color that uh, men really seem to resonate with that. Okay. Beautiful. Oh, that's so, so practical. I want to go do that right now. (laughs) I love it. And I actually really appreciate your reflection on how impactful the color piece is, because that's such an easy and also I find very fun approach Mm -hmm. that anybody can do with anything, whether it's blankets or pillows or paintings or paint or flowers. I mean, there's just so many ways, bed sheets to incorporate color. And it's so fun. So thank you for that piece. Yeah, the the one last piece, though, what really makes this ignite and and just really put the good shui, like I call it, Mm -hmm. it's the intention that you're giving that particular item, Mm -hmm. idea, placement. Mm -hmm. Because, again, it's got to have purpose. Mm-hmm. So you put you put an intention into what you're doing. These flowers are to invite more harmony into my heart, 
these flowers are to invite, you know, maybe a new relationship that comes into it. If you want a new relationship, work with the number two, two flowers, birds looking at each other, like really make this romantic for your mm -hmm. eyes. Mm, I love that. And what if you're looking for other kinds of relationships? If you're looking for new colleagues or clients or friends or things like that, are there different sectors to work in that space? There, there are a couple of different sectors. And I, I, the easiest one will be focusing on the space as if you're looking mm -hmm. inside again, mm -hmm. and it will be the bottom right corner of your space. Bottom right corner is all about benefactors, helpful people. Mm -hmm. So start inviting that. Work with metal. Metal is a great attractor for that in okay. circles, kind of like the sun. So if you have a metal bowl or even a round mirror, you can mm -hmm. bring that, put that in there and just start inviting the energy of, you know, having more helpful people come into your life. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. Yes. White Again. is also a good color. Grays okay. are great, co good color. And bring or even just put a picture up of happy people. Mm -hmm. And group, so, you know. Yeah, you can attract and you can influence and you can set the intention that people that are beneficial for your health, people mm -hmm. that, I mean, we all know the studies where. I think one of the studies I read years ago, and I, I can't quote it directly, but I remember reading it, this, this village of people who were so long lived, and they just had mm -hmm. high, high immunity, just huge longevity. And to the point where scientists went in, researchers went in and studied, what are you eating? What are you drinking? What are your exercise? You know, they were trying to find the source, the common denominator. And they found a lot of wine and they found a lot of smoking and they found a lot of red meat and things that didn't really fit with their hypotheses. On <laughs> yeah what they could attribute this great health to, you know? And what they found, it was the connection among this close-knit community of people. It was this feeling of connection and belonging and just being part of that community that really was um, was the influencing factor, right? We all take a deep breath. Yes. We all know that. We all feel that in our hearts. So I feel that it's such an important part of the conversation that gets left out a lot. So I really mm -hmm. appreciate you giving us such a, a, a an easily accessible and practical way to go work with that right now and including it in the conversation around health. Mm -hmm. So important yes. to me. Well, yes. Patsy, you're a gem. Are there any final thoughts you feel inspired to share before we have to wrap up for today? I do. Thank you for that. And it's all about building that community, right? We start with ourselves yeah. first, okay. giving, our, giving so much love to all the cells in our bodies, everything there. And then, of course, smile more. Even if you <laughs> just look at yourself in the mirror, it doesn't matter how you look. Just give yourself that love because it's going to transpire. And really just having that sense, going outside, plant your feet on the ground and say, I'm here. I belong. I am. And just really hug yourself because we're coming into a place right now where we're opening up. We're connecting more in person. And this is really going to... If you smile, that smile is going to bring more smiles. And I think it's a really wonderful way to connect with others. It's a very genuine, heartfelt way and simple way to, to honor 
life more. Oh, that's so beautiful. I feel that. Patsy, what an just what an inspiring conversation. I so deeply appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us for sharing your incredible wisdom so generously. I just appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. Omokai, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I feel so happy right now. Thank you. (laughs) Me too. Thank you. And and to everyone else, thank you all for being here with us today too. And we we hope you're feeling just as happy as well. You know, as always, I hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and really empowers you to explore for yourself how feng shui for health could make a hugely positive impact on you and your life, however you feel inspired to explore it. And so, you know, to me, health truly is the greatest wealth and one of the greatest investments we can make during our time here on this beautiful planet. And if you're feeling inspired to go one step further and you're someone who loves to learn, then I also invite you to come play with us over at the Experience Your Superpowers event, which is absolutely free for you to attend, or maybe inside a SIFA training workshop. SIFA is absolutely amazing. And it's something you just have to experience for yourself. It is experiential in nature. And I really, I invite you to go on over to superpowerexperts.com for all the info on that or to get registered. All right. Until next time, everyone, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use, building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.